Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone, and welcome to DevRaga Personal Finance, episode 120. And in this episode, we will explore the surprise tax called Div 293. If you have any topics you want me to discuss, shoot me a Facebook message or tweet me at DevRaga. I'm also on LinkedIn and you can access my podcast via devraga.com. For those of you that are new to the channel, there are three main aims. The first one is to be educated. To be educated and to be financially literate is a huge, huge factor, which leads to the second aim, which is empowerment. You can use the knowledge of financial literacy to take you to your credentialed advisor so you can talk at a level that they can understand in and you can understand it. And the third aim of this is to be entertained. Just a disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor, I'm not an accountant, I'm not a lawyer, nor am I a financial planner. Make sure you take any financial decisions you want to make after listening to one of my episodes back to your credentialed advisor. In other words, don't listen to some random guy on the internet talking about finances. But if you're stuck on what to do, here are some broad, simple steps to get you on the right track when it comes to saving, investing, and personal finance in general. In my humble view, there are five easy steps which anybody could follow. Step one is pay yourself first. Take at least 20% of your after-tax income and put it aside because you're the most important person in your life. That money is never to be used or seen ever again. Step two is you've got to take that money and invest it, ideally into something you understand or want to understand. For me, I understand the stock market and understand index funds, so I just invest in index funds. Step three is wherever possible, reinvest those dividends that you get from those investments. The power of compounding by reinvesting those dividends is phenomenal. Step four is you've got to do it for the long term. Not just 5, 10 or 15 years, I'm talking 20, 30, if not 40 plus years. And of course, for doing it long term, you've got to start early. And step five is wherever possible, automate these steps. Automation is my favourite step, so you don't have to think about it. The more automated your finances are, the less chances you're going to make mistakes which means the more chances you're going to stick to the plan. If you do these five simple steps, you're more likely to have more money than you'll ever need. And remember, money is just a tool. It doesn't bring happiness. Use it as a tool to make your life a little bit better, but most importantly, the lives of people around you a lot better. Now to the main topic, what is Div 293 tax? Now, I've had a few people contact me to discuss about this surprise tax. Now, this tax is completely different to the excess contributions tax if you breach your concessional contributions limit. In addition, it's also different to the excess contributions charge, ECC. So, what is Div 293 tax? Now, this is triggered if your combined income and concessional contributions exceed the Division 293 
threshold of $250,000. Now, this used to be higher, used to be $300,000 prior to July 2017, but unfortunately, it's come down to $250,000. And the most important thing here is it includes your concessional contributions as well. So how can you find out if you're affected by this particular tax? Now, don't you worry, the ATO will contact you. So um, they're very good at contacting people who owe them money. But basically, when you lodge your tax return, the ATO will reconcile your income, your tax liability, your super contributions, and send you what's called a notice, notice of assessment. Now, they will tell you if you've breached your Div 293 threshold of $250,000, but it's also important for you to be able to monitor that as well. So you should be having a fair idea as to when and if you're going to be breaching that. Now, usually you might receive a text message um, from the ATO to check your MyGov account. Um, now, you should all have a MyGov account, uh, which is a very simple way in Australia of dealing with the ATO. In fact, it also links your immunizations and Medicare information together as well. So for overseas listeners, MyGov seems to be a centralized way for Australians to access their taxation information, their Medicare health information, and also their immunization information. And hopefully my health record will probably be lumped in there somewhere as well moving forward. So does Div 293 only apply in certain years? It does. It only applies whenever your income exceeds $250,000, and that is your income and your concessional contributions. So um, it, it's, it's only if you are a, you know, quote unquote, a high income earner. So once of high income years will still affect your Div 293 threshold, and you can't offset any low income years as a result. So you can't say, I've earned $270,000 this year, but last year I only earned $100,000. Can I please offset some of those across both years? And you can't do that. Now, here are some examples of how once-off high-income years may affect you. So when you terminate your employment, um, they may pay out any entitlements such as sick leave or annual leave or long service leave. So sometimes it pays for them to just pay you out slowly rather than giving you a lump sum, particularly if you've resigned, for example, um, you know, I'm, I'm recording this episode in June of 2021 and the financial year in Australia ends in June 30th, 2021. So if you resigned and you want them to just spread it out over a period of weeks, that might be beneficial for you rather than them paying you a lump sum before June 30th. It may sound good to you, but you may be taxed at a slightly higher rate, and then you may actually breach that threshold of Div 293. So you've got to make sure that you understand how much you've earned so far, and particularly if you're being terminated from an employment. Now, you may make a capital gain on your investments, uh, and remember this forms part of your assessable income. Um, you also get another income, for example, sometimes, and your income rises significantly, so that may affect your 250,000 K threshold. So it's all incomes, not just one income. And you decide to, for example, salary sacrifice some of your income to super um, before June 30th. This is also included in the threshold as well. So you can't use super as a sort of a, a way to avoid your Div 293, unfortunately, because your super contributions is included in that threshold. So this may affect, um, you know, from a medical perspective, this may affect registrars who are moving on to consultancy or fellowship. Um, and it affects almost all consultants 
who are working full time. Um, you know, most doctors or fellows um, who are fully qualified in Australia working full time equivalent, dare I say, are probably breaching that $250,000 threshold for Div 293. Um, so I guess. I've always wondered when I first got slugged with this tax, I thought to myself, you know, the ATO and the government's after me again because, you know, I'm a high income earner, fortunately, I pay a fair bit of taxes and they're still after me uh, trying to slug me with more of this. And you've got to wonder, why does this rule exist? And their sort of reasoning for this, and I kind of understand it now, is that they think that it evens the playing field. So if you're a high income earner and you pay a higher income tax, in Australia, we have something called a progressive tax system. And this means the more you earn, the higher marginal taxes you pay. So if you want to reduce that, you can contribute to superannuation. And it turns out that higher income earners can make tax effective investments via their superannuation. So the Div 293 aims to even out the playing field as much as it can to some extent. So that is, if you're a high-income earner and you contribute to super, this means your um, you know, tax savings are significant. Remember, when you make concessional contributions, those contributions are only taxed at 15%, irrespective of your marginal tax rate. So let's just use an example to highlight this point of how Div 293 may be evening the playing field, uh, according to the ATO anyway. So let's say Amy earns $320,000 per year and her employer contributes super of $20,000. And this contribution attracts a contributions tax of 15%, which equates to around $3,000. Remember, every time you contribute to super, that money is not tax-free, you still got to pay tax on it, but you don't pay your marginal tax rate. You pay the 15% contributions tax. So in this case, for $20,000, Amy pays about $3,000 contributions tax uh, when that money hits her super account. So ineffectively, $17,000 goes into the super fund and $3,000 goes to the ATO's um, coffers. Now, suppose Amy's employer didn't contribute $20,000 into super. This means her total income would have been $340,000. That would have been into a bank account, okay? Therefore, she should be liable to pay the top marginal tax rate for that additional $20,000 that she's now earned because it hasn't gone to super. It's gone towards her income in terms of into a bank account, which means she is now liable for the highest marginal tax rate, which is 45% in Australia. So the tax becomes 0.45 multiplied by $20,000 so Amy would have paid $9,000 in taxes on that extra $20,000 that she earned had she not put it into super, had she actually earned it into a bank account. So notice Amy only pays $3,000 in the super scenario, but in the non-super scenario, her tax now becomes $9,000 for that same $20,000 of income. Now, in effect, Amy has now saved $6,000 on taxation due to the unique superannuation system we have. And this is one of the reasons why I always say you've got to maximise your super. It is the best way to save tax because essentially, if you're on a top marginal tax rate of 45% 
and you put $1,000 into your bank account, you're going to be paying 45 cents to the dollar in taxes. But if you put the same $1,000 into your superannuation fund up to a cap of $25,000 by the end of June 30th or $27,500 in the 2022 financial year, then you only pay 15 cents on the dollar. So you get a 30 cent tax break. I mean, you can't beat that tax efficiency pretty much in any other investments. So notice in this case that I've just highlighted that Amy has saved $6,000 in taxes by just contributing to a superannuation. Now, in this example, um, Amy will be liable for Div 293 tax. And this is where it sort of evens the playing field. So the previous scenario that I just described is what would have happened if there was no Div 293? And that is Amy would have saved around $6,000 in taxes. So how does the Div 293 tax even the play field uh, to some extent? Here's how it works. So in this example, the Div 293 tax means Amy will pay an additional 15% tax on her $20,000 in addition to the 15% that she's already paid within the super. So remember, she's paid 15% when the money hits the super account. So only 17,000 goes into the super and 3,000 goes to the contributions tax. So in this example, she will then additionally pay another 15% tax on the 20K. And this means Amy will need to pay an additional $3,000 in taxes. So in summary, Amy's super scenario means she pays 15% contributions tax on her super contributions, um, and this equates to $3,000. But because Amy's income is higher than the $250,000 threshold for Div 293, she will need to pay an additional 15% tax on her contributions of $20,000, which is an additional $3,000. So a total tax for Amy is now $3,000 contributions tax plus $3,000 Div 293 tax, which is around $6,000. And even in this case, you can notice that if Amy didn't have any super contributions at all, she would have paid $9,000 in tax. So paying six dollars is still more effective and cheaper in her particular scenario. So even in this scenario, even in the Div 293 scenario, Amy gets a tax concession or tax saving of about $3,000. So that's how the Div 293 kind of works to try and even the playing field. Now, this means Super still receives a tax concession for Amy of $3,000, even accounting for the Div 293 tax. So even after Div 293, Amy is better off. Now, this is why superannuation, in my view, is still a very tax-effective way of saving for retirement. And note, this example is just to highlight how high-income earners can still save on tax, despite earning a higher income. So a lot of people ask me, oh, if I earn too much money, I pay too much tax. Well, there are ways for you to reduce that tax liability legally, and um, superannuation is a great way to do that. And you can do it other ways, like company structures or tax structures, uh, sorry, trust structures, um, but superannuation, in my view, is actually quite lucrative. Now, let's go into a little bit more detail, though, about this Div 293. So how do you calculate, um, how do they actually calculate how much the entire Div 293 taxation will be? And essentially what the ATO say is that the Div 293 tax is calculated based on your Div 293 income plus your Div 293 super contributions. So what is the Div 293 super contributions and how do you calculate that? Now this is calculated by an individual's total concessional contributions minus 
any excess concessional contributions, okay? So this includes employer contributions, family and friend contributions, any accessible foreign contributions, any accessible income transferred from overseas, any personal contributions for which you've claimed a deduction, and any defined benefit contributions, okay? So let's use an example here to calculate our Div 293 super contributions. So how does that work? So Amy has a total superannuation contribution amount totaling of about $40,000. That's concessional. Now, the concessional contributions cap as of June 2021 is 25000 Remember, in July, it's going to increase to 27500 But because this episode is being released in June 2021, let's stick to current facts. And that is the concessional contributions cap is $25,000. Therefore, Amy has contributed $15,000 as excess super contributions. Okay, that's above the cap. Therefore, Amy's Div 293 super contribution calculation is the concessional contributions that she's already done, which is $40,000, minus the excess contributions, which is $15,000. So her Div 293 super contributions equates to around $25,000. Now, let's bear with me here. So let's just summarize here. So Div 293 threshold is $250,000, which is income plus super contributions, and it's a way to equalize the tax concessions that higher income earners get by maximizing their super. You need to work out your Div 293 income plus your Div 293 super contributions, and in the example I've just quoted, I've shown you how to work out your Div 293 super contributions. Now, this is where a really good accountant can really help you sort this out. So make sure you take this information and I want you to ask your accountant, particularly coming up to June 30th, ask them, am I going to be breaching my 250K threshold? Am I going to be liable for my Division 293 tax? And how do I calculate my Div 293 super contributions? Okay, so let's use an example to calculate the Div 293 tax amount using, a, using an example here. So Amy earns... $320,000 income, that's a Div 293 income, and Amy's Div 293 super contributions in the previous example that we used is around $25,000. Remember, she's contributed $40,000 in concessional contributions, and then to calculate the Div 293 super contributions, you take $40,000 and you minus the excess contributions, which is around $15,000, because $40 minus $25 is $15,000. Therefore, we arrived at the Div 293 super contributions as $25,000. So the total Division 293 income for Amy is $320,000 plus $25,000, which is the Div Super Contributions, which is around $345,000. Now we know that the Div 293 threshold is $250,000, therefore Amy is above the threshold by $95,000, right? But here's the, I mean, here's the thing. So does that mean she needs to pay, you know, another 15% on the 95,000 difference between 345 minus 250? And the answer is no. The ATO specifically says the Div 293 tax is calculated based on the lesser of the Div 293 super contributions or the amount above the 250K threshold. So in this case, Amy is above the threshold by 95,000, but... Her Div 293 super contributions is only above by about $25,000. And this is where a good accountant, again, is going to be worth their weight in gold because we're potentially going to be saving or paying significant amount of tax in terms of thousands of dollars, particularly for high-income earners. So make sure you check the specifics 
with your credentialed accountant. So in this case, because Amy is above the threshold of 95K, but a Div 293 super contributions is only 25,000. So Amy is likely only required to pay 15% of the 25,000, i.e. the 25,000 is less than 95,000, which is equates to about 3,750 bucks, okay? So I hope this clarifies about this so-called sneaky tax and note that this is very different to tax you may have to pay if you breach your 25,000 concessional contributions. That is another tax where you will pay the marginal tax rates for every dollar which you exceed your super contributions concessional cap threshold, okay? So how do you pay your Div 293 tax? Now, the ATO in Australia is very good at giving you options of paying your taxes. Usually there's a due date. And uh, in my experience, the due date happens to be pretty, pretty close. Like usually they only give you about four weeks notice to pay the tax. So you better have that money and pay them. Otherwise, they're going to slug you with interest rates for delayed payments. Or you can actually contact the ATO and negotiate a payment plan. You can pay using your own money uh, from your own bank account. Uh, for example, BPAY. Or you can actually release money from your super to pay for it. And this is called making an election to release money from your super account. Now, what happens if you exceed your concessional super contributions cap of 25000 Remember, we talked about Div 293. That's got nothing to do with the taxation that you'll be slugged with if you just exceed your concessional contributions cap of 25000 Do you pay extra tax? And the answer is Yes, you do. And this is different to the Div 293 tax. And if you exceed your concessional contributions cap, it means any excess amount is included in your assessable income. And this amount is then taxed as per your usual marginal tax rate. You will get a 15% tax offset, which is already paid as part of your contributions tax, of course. And again, you can withdraw up to 85% of your excess contributions to help pay for this extra tax. So that is called concessional contributions which you breach the 25,000K, you've got to pay the top marginal tax bracket for those money. So let's say if you've you know, got 25K concessional contribution and you want to contribute an additional $10,000, then 15% of that still gets taxed when it hits the super. So 15% of 10,000 is $1,500. And if your marginal tax rate is 40%, then you've got to pay an additional 25% taxation on that extra contributions that you've done at the time of you uh, doing your tax return. And remember, the ATO talks to all the superannuation funds, so you can't hide that money, uh, even in your SMSF. So, um, so you need to make sure that you understand the Div 293 tax is completely different to the excess concessional contributions tax, okay? So now, there's also another tax, which is, which is not really, they don't really call it a tax, but they call it a charge, and that is called the excess contributions charge. Okay, is this the same as the excess contributions tax? And the answer is no. So now we're going on to the third charge here. And this is an additional charge set by the ATO because you're paying tax at a later date, remember, rather than the normal date. If you'd earned that money, you would have paid at the time that you've earned that money, whereas now you're paying it a year later because that's when you're going to be, you know, having the notice of the assessment. That's when you'll be doing your tax returns and you're filing your taxes. So because of the late payment, they charge you with excess contributions charge if you've breached your concessional contributions. Now, remember, again, all of this is only paid at the end of the financial year when all of the figures are sent to the ATO. And this means ATO technically lose out on the money during the year. And as money is worth less later on, um, they slug you with this additional excess contributions charge. Okay. 
Now, what are your options if you exceed the concessional contributions cap? Well, you can pay the tax from your own money and just leave it in the excess contributions in your super. Or you can elect to release up to 85% of your excess contributions from your super to meet your tax liability. Or if you think it's all wrong and the ATO is out to get you, you can actually contact the ATO to make your case. And sometimes there may be special cases where your contributions may have exceeded. So you can make the case to the ATO commissioner and say, look, I think they're slugging you with too much tax. In my experience, good luck. Um, Nine times out of 10, they don't back down because you're dealing with, uh, you know, you're dealing with the government. So um, uh, sometimes it just pays to do your mathematics. And if you have a good accountant, they can really, really help you get through this and navigate through this. And when you first get the Div 293 tax bill, it is quite overwhelming. Um, It is stressful and you sort of feel really let down. But when you understand it, you can understand why high income earners are particularly at a significant advantage if they didn't have the Div 293 tax. It's a bit unfortunate, though, that they've reduced the, the, the threshold from $300,000 to two fifty. dollars um, If you ask me, I think it should be a little bit higher, but that's just my view. Uh, but, you know, you're still kind of benefiting by maximising a superannuation anyway. Now, let's highlight an example to highlight the point about the excess super contributions, okay? So Amy has an income of $150,000. Her total super contributions for that financial year is $35,000. This is $10,000 more than the contributions cap. So Amy lodges her tax return and her taxable income is actually only $100,000. So the ATO will include the extra $10,000 she has contributed to her super as part of her income. This is above the contributions cap. So the new taxable income is $110,000. Now suppose her marginal tax rate is 34.5%. This means she will need to pay an additional $3,450 on that $10,000 excess contributions. But remember, she's already paid 15% of that when that money hit the superannuation account. So she would have already paid $1,500. So she's entitled to get an offset for that. So the true tax on that excess 10,000 contributions is actually 3,450 minus 1,500, which is around $1,950. So hope this clarifies how the excess super contributions are taxed. So we've covered a fair bit of ground here. That is, we've covered the Div 293 income how to calculate your Div 293 super contributions, how to calculate your Div 293 tax and thresholds, and how to calculate your excess super contributions tax, and what is the excess contributions charge, ECC charge, which is different altogether. I think it's good to learn about this. It affects a lot of people. And certainly if you're a registrar transitioning to a consultant in your medical life, the very first time you get stung with this, it's quite a surprise. It certainly was very surprising when I first got it. Um, and back then it was uh, up to $300,000 with a threshold and now it's only $250,000. Uh, and you know, some might argue it's actually not that difficult to breach. That's about it for this episode. Remember to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you may be using or leave a five-star review on all of the platforms. That's even better. And please leave a positive review. And that theme, here is a review I found on Apple Podcasts. This is Scott All The Money who writes... Dev, in my humble opinion, has taken financial podcasting to a new level. I've listened to and continue to uh, support his podcast and also recommend it to a few others. But 
Dev is the best. There is an obvious passion there that is radiated in every show. He knows the way to financial happiness and is pleading for all of us to get on board. Dev is happy to reply to questions personally and promptly with enthusiasm. Uh, Thank you, Dev, for your free service. And I've put quite a few work colleagues onto it as well. Thank you very much for the lovely feedback and review. Much appreciated. And yes, I do this for free, as surprising as it is. Um, I do reply to questions sent to me via Facebook or Twitter or uh, through the Facebook page. Uh, I may not have all the answers, but hopefully can direct people to the correct resources. And sometimes I actually call people. Uh, and I know a couple of you have um, wanted to speak to me, and I'm more than happy to speak to people sometimes uh, quite late in the day or early in the morning if you're flexible, because sometimes it's tricky to explain concepts via Facebook or via text message or whatever it is. Uh, um, I'm happy to speak, but sometimes time is limited. The more ratings and reviews you leave, the more people get access to this podcast, so please keep them coming. So thank you very much for that lovely feedback. Remember to like the DevRugger Facebook page, shout out to questions and comments or topic suggestions, share this channel with family and friends, uh, Apple Podcast, Anchor or CastBox are the main ones that people use. And remember, always pay yourself first. Take 20% of after-tax income and put it aside. That is the most basic thing that you could do. That is going to get you to where you want to go. Division 293, yeah, learn about it. I think it's important that everyone learns about finances uh, and don't be surprised when you get that letter from the ATO. But the basic thing that you need to do is take that money and put it aside. Take 20% of after-tax income and put it aside. This is DevRaka Personal Finance, episode 120. And as always, please get vaccinated and make sure you stay safe. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 